When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs Podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of the postseason, and I am joined by two amazing guests. I, I don't have Jesse. I no longer have Sean, so I had to fill the void with uh, some of the best baseball guys that I uh, could find. Of course, Patrick Lyons from DNVR. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I, I, I know we're not, we're not going to talk about the Rockies too much, so I promise I'll, I'll relieve you of that pain here. I do it like you know five days a week as it is, uh-huh. so. So, no, let's, let's talk about the good vibes in the NOS. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the Yoffs. Uh, and, of course, also joining us, uh, very excited, from Cespedes Family Barbecue, it's one and only Jordan Schusterman. Jordan, thank you, buddy, for being here with the fire hat today. Oh, thank you. I mean, I'm here to talk about the Rockies. I don't know why no, you would no. invite me to that talk about the, uh, the D-backs, <laughs> uh, the, most, the most exciting team in the the Yoffs. I'm, I, wow, I'm, I'm glad that the Yoffs is a, is a term we're, right? we're really amplifying. This is one yeah. that I feel like Jake and I have thrown around at times uh, without much uh, momentum, and now we'll, we'll have to bring it back. I love it. No, we are we are all about the Yoffs here official. for sure. It is official. But again, man, thank you so much. Of course, uh, you guys got the baseball barbecue cast on series. XM, uh, and I know you guys talk a lot about baseball nationally. Of course, we're always can like kind of uh, I guess curious about the perspective nationally of the Arizona Diamondbacks. But what are your thoughts on this team? I guess coming into the playoffs and and now with the run that they've been on. Yeah, I, I feel somewhat vindicated because I, I f- and maybe people who have listened to the show, you know, for the last you know all season can can tell me I'm crazy, but I feel like I've been pretty consistent in, in believing that the D-backs were at the top of the NL wildcard melee. Um, even when they weren't always in that five spot, I felt pretty confident that they were the best team of that, you know, Miami and Chicago and Cincinnati and San Francisco. Like I, I felt really good about Arizona. So in that sense, I feel vindicated and I was excited to watch them in the postseason. but to see what we've seen so far, obviously, you know, four and O is, is a, is a different kind of story. So now it's kind of elevated to uh, the point where I'm like, Oh, Oh damn. You know, did I underestimate this team as much as I was optimistic about them, you know, coming into it? Yeah, we we feel like we've even underestimated this team at times, obviously, just because we were trying to be realistic. We were trying not to let our excitement get in the way. But, yeah, it does feel definitely like the, uh, you know, obviously this this was unexpected. We knew that this team was capable of going on some runs at times. But uh, I know you've seen a lot of this team. And, uh, you know, of of course, it, it kind of is one of those things where it's like you don't really know at times which version is going to show up. I, I mean, they've, they've, they've been consistent at times. And then there's also been a lot of, you know, just kind of, especially with the offense where, where they kind of come up missing uh, this offensive output so far in the playoffs has been shocking to, to me to say the least. And it's against the Dodgers. I think that's probably the, the biggest thing that gives it a little bit of yeah. extra oomph, like you not to take anything away from the Texas Rangers and what they've been doing so far for the Orioles, but you go, eh, the Orioles are inexperienced. So, you know, that, it's going to happen. There's going to be that hiccup, but for the Diamondbacks to be doing it 
against the Dodgers. Jordan, I imagine that's probably what takes that up a little bit of a notch. It's it's who it's against rather than just just on its own. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of that. And I think the other thing about it, the D-backs fit into an interesting part of the extremely stupid discourse we've been subject to with regards to the off days and all that stuff with yeah. you know, <laughs> the one scene and all that thing. But the reason why I mentioned that is the D-backs looked like garbage for the last week. Yes. Like you guys know yes. that. Like yes. they looked Absolutely. terrible. And I know I know they were, you know, to be fair, they were facing a Houston team who clearly knows what they're doing and knows how to show up when they need to. Um, so it's not like a but, – but still, right, when you think about the, the momentum of coming into the postseason, that is the last thing that it felt like Arizona did. Now, once we get past that and we see the way that they've played and, you know, comparing them to the other undefeated team in Texas, I agree with that. I think that Texas has been so impressive in, in a lot of respects, and they've benefited from some total, you know, pooping their pants performances from both Tampa Bay and Baltimore. At the same time, you could say that the Dodgers have kind of done that in the same way in Milwaukee in some senses with the way that some of those close games went. But I've tweeted this a couple of times, talked about it on our podcast. What's so impressive and so fun to watch about the D-backs so far is just how many different players in just four games have contributed. That is what is so awesome about this about this team. And, and sure, Texas has had certainly on offense a lot of different contributions, some bullpen arms step up. But the, the group effort – um, of this of this team on both sides of the ball has just been so impressive and so fun because it's allowed so many different players to kind of get the spotlight and, and, and allow the national media, the national audience to be like, wait a minute, who's this guy? Oh, wait a minute. Who's Gabriel <laughs> yeah. Moreno? Wait a minute. Yeah. Like, whoa, Lord Real Jr. is on this team now. Oh, here's yeah. this here's Kevin Ginkle giving us, you know, two innings. Like <laughs> that's been, I think, the most fun part about watching yeah. the D-backs so far. And I think for us, that's been not only fun because we know these guys and it's great for them to get that attention, but I think it's also the reason why we've known this team has had success all season long. Obviously, Corbin Carroll has been doing his thing, and he's the name that a lot of people have become familiar with, but it does feel at times like this team gets contributions from different parts all the time and like it's because of that you're not going to see some of these guys have incredible numbers that jump off the page of you but what you never know is when christian walker is going to have a four for five night with two home runs and it feels like that could be at any time and it also feels like right now during the playoffs it, it really is uh, a different guy every night kind of kind of doing doing the thing for this team mm -hmm. yeah and, and the other thing i would say is like i i think about a guy like alec thomas who I think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I think there's reasons to be somewhat disappointed with the production that he's kind of delivered um, overall, considering his prospect type. But to even have one moment on offense, that homer in Milwaukee, like that is such a big deal. And like that, because at this point, we don't care what your OPS plus was, right? It's yeah. can you do something for me right now? And basically every single player on this D-backs roster has already done something in these four games. And that is, that's just so cool. That is not to mention the fact that you do have those stars that have clearly shown up in the form of, of Gallon uh, and Corbin Carroll. The 14 pitch home run in particular is one of those moments that you go, okay, that's for the highlight reel. When yeah. you're getting into the World Series and getting the veteran clutchiness of Evan Longoria yeah. in Game One, getting that start when he was only in the lineup, I think two of the final twelve games of the season, and you go, "All right, everyone's kind of doing it. You're not relying on one singular player, and that's that's kind of the recipe. It feels like for a team that goes on a deep run in the postseason." Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, Alec Thomas, right? So he has a homer against the Dodgers too. I mean, how many homers did he have in the last? 
I don't know, a month or plus, like not he has two in, in back-to-back postseason <laughs> games. Yeah, like yeah. like that's the thing. And and clearly there's a reason he's he's still in there. He's he's a marvelous defender in center field. Like Absolutely. I understand yeah. that there's still value that he can give you. Um and I'm not I'm not trying to bury him as far as a as a hitter at the major league level moving forward, but but it, it honestly, it, in in some ways, it, it kind of reminds me of of like the the Trent Grisham moment we had with with the the Padres yeah. in the postseason yeah. not that long ago, right? Like same kind of thing. We're very talented, and Grisham had showed more, I would say, at times offensively during the regular season as a big league hitter. But you know, you're pulling up the Alec Thomas stats, and you're just like, really, this guy's beating us. But you don't have time to even analyze or speculate on that. It doesn't matter. Like those two home runs, he could go over thirty for the rest of the playoffs. That's such a big part of getting you to this point. Yeah. And and when yeah. you're having those, it's just it's just so 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 cool. And I think it also speaks to kind of the confidence that these guys are playing with, even guys who are so young and don't really know any better. I think that's something that is is one of the best things at this time of year. Is you know you see the teams that the inexperience can be a blessing and a curse sometimes. And I think that that's been we've seen that on display on both sides so far in this postseason. Alex is or Alec is such a good uh, defender that at times we absolutely say like we're we're willing to forego you know his his o four nights and things like that because he makes it look so effortless in center field especially at Chase Field that has the weird porch and just all the different kind of dimensions that are are unique to Chase Field uh, but. The thing about Alec Thomas was we just wanted to see him be more patient because we felt like in a lot of those bad at bats, that's what was lacking. I mean, obviously, there was times where, you know, there's a lot of mechanical things, how open his swing is. There's there's a lot that, uh, you know, could be critiqued at times, but it really felt like the lack of patience. And then it's wild that here we are talking now about him having uh, a franchise record as far as the most pitches taken in and at <laughs> bat that resulted in a home run. And it was this huge moment in the playoffs. Oh, and, and, you know, I'm just doing some little little game log stuff back here. Two homers in his final 52 games of the regular season. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> with, with the 580 OPS. Wow. And then it's like, guess who doesn't remember any of that? Yeah. Every yeah. single person watching this, right? It's right. like, who cares? Alec Thomas yeah. is Mickey Mantle. Like, what difference does it make? Like, it's, it's, <laughs> that is the, the beautiful thing about this time of the season. Now, of course, as, as the games get more important and as the stakes rise and they still have to beat, like, the Dodgers could easily win three. Like, it's they're a long way to go here, right? Right. And, and as you advance in the postseason, you become, you know, more hypercritical of every player. Now it's like, oh, Thomas goes over four three strikeouts. You're like, oh, whoa, what happened? It's like, OK, yeah. like you can't you can't have it all. We can't get too greedy here. Right. But it's just it's so cool. It's so cool. And you and you have to. And that's why clearly you guys have, have been doing this as, as you should. Like you've got to just embrace and love every second of the positive experience in October, because when you're on the other side of it, it is a miserable. It is yeah. miserable. It has been yeah. it is a it is a stressful. It is agony. You see what Baltimore just experienced after going years and years without a home playoff game. And then you watch your team, you know, lose in those two ways. It's tough, right? And and hopefully the Arizona home crowd now is going to get to have some a positive experience over the, these next few days. But you just never know, man. You just got to have to enjoy every game as it goes. That and that's what it feels like. I mean, we've talked about at times when the, this team did have a big high pressure situation, they didn't really rise to the occasion. I mean, they they've they've had some good series. They played some good games, but there were times where uh, even though it's the regular season, it did feel like a crucial you know game here and there. And and like you said, even there down the stretch, uh, there. There's Diamondbacks fans that had said they didn't deserve to be in the playoffs simply because they didn't win a single game in that final series to like secure their own way. And they had to wait for, you know, other teams to lose in order for them to secure that spot. 
But I mean, again, like you said, literally none of that matters because now here they are in the playoffs doing this thing. Uh, the playoffs are usually all about some guy that hit 187, you know, getting the the big home run to win the game or whatever. And at yeah. times the Diamondbacks are just kind of built of a bunch of those guys. I'm not to say that they're poor performers, but it really does feel like these are guys that kind of have stepped up all season long and done it at uh, at their at, at times on their own. But like you said, the numbers don't come off the page uh, offensively when you look at someone like Alec Thomas. You don't look at you know some of these seasons some of these guys have had. Uh, I don't even feel like Gabriel Moreno's stats for this season really tell the story of how good that guy was in August and September. So he's another guy that you know, of course, the way he performed is is much different. We know Ryan Thompson was a huge. Uh, huge part of this team down the stretch and, and obviously had, had a huge role in last night's win. But Ryan Thompson, another guy, Great just because out. just because of a few bad outings with Tampa Bay, his ERA looks awful and he's definitely not that guy, but he definitely hasn't been that guy for this team. So it's it's just been a lot of fun to watch. I, I know, though, that Corbin Carroll is the big topic, and I just want to give your thoughts on, you know, not only the season he had, but, I mean, we're talking about a guy here now that has been on base 12 times in his first four postseason games. Uh, we, we we couldn't have asked for any more out of his rookie campaign. So what was what was kind of your feelings on on everything he's done for this team and how he's emerged so quickly as kind of a superstar? Yeah, I mean, the Carroll thing, I, I kind of want to take it back farther to, you know, a few seasons. And, and I would say, first of all, you know, I've written on Carroll this year uh, at Fox Sports. Jake, Jake Mintz, who I, you know, of course, make all the Sesame's Barbecue content with. He's wrote a, f- a fantastic feature around the All-Star Game about Corbin Carroll's high school career, which I encourage everyone to go check out. But the reason why I want to go farther back is it's just a great case of how quickly this guy made an impression once they drafted him. And how quickly, and this is, I love the draft and I follow it very closely and I'm constantly trying to learn more and following these high school players and how they come up. It's just, it's amazing to me. A great example of a guy who as soon as he was picked within months, he's ghost in trucks and everyone's like, oh my God, (laughs) we all (laughs) screwed up. Like this kid (laughs) is amazing. And that's even in the minors, you know, he has this injury and he misses all this time in 2020, whatever. And he still manages to make such a strong impression. So to watch him do it on an everyday basis this season, and then now in the playoffs too, the confidence with which he plays with is just incredible. Um, and and just the the skill set from a guy who is just not very big. <laughs> I, being around Corbin Carroll personally, you guys have know this too. It is insane the degree to which he is able to produce power specifically. It, it's freaky. Uh, there's, there's, there's very few other hitters like that in the league that I can think of. And just so impressive. And on top of the fact that, you know, with the new rules and, and the way that he can impact the game on the basis is, is just so much fun. He's the perfect player for, you know, this era of baseball. And it's uh, he, he come, came along at the right time. And, you know, we've, we have a ton of rookies in this postseason that have been amazing. And he's just been he's been the one, honestly, as weird as it says, he probably is the one with the most mainstream attention compared to some of the guys I would even say in Texas, compared yeah. to even Royce Lewis, like. People know who Corbin Carroll is now, but there's not enough that we could possibly talk about uh, how awesome he is. And it really seems like as he goes, the Diamondbacks go. We've seen it all throughout this postseason. We saw it during the regular season, you know, and right before the All-Star game, when jacked his shoulder up just a little bit, he sort of went into a little bit of a slump. So did the entire Diamondbacks team. Yeah. I think it's one of the reasons why, you know, he'll probably get some MVP consideration, you know, somewhere in the top 10. I'm kind of curious uh, from your take on this Jordan so I'm I'm a National League Rookie of the Year award uh, voter I, I my votes already in do you think Corbin Carroll will be a, a unanimous selection as the National League Rookie of the Year award winner it's it's funny you ask I too 
am a nationally <laughs> rookie of the year voter, so I and my vote is also in. If Jesse so, was here, I would be the only one I, without a vote. So let me, let me ask you this, Jordan. Would you have asked me yeah. that question about the unanimous? Um, Logic well, puzzle. I, honestly, I feel like it's pretty likely. I don't know if that's yeah. a hot take. I don't know. I know we're supposed to wait and not comment too directly when we are voters, but I mean, I don't. I think people have expected. And let me tell you, like, this was this was a tough. I, I can't speak too much on it. it was um, but I am looking forward to to discussing it once we once we get there uh, in in November. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a historic rookie season. Like he's he has been beyond sensational, and and yeah. it's cool too because it is. It takes a lot to kind of go wire to wire you know yeah yeah like, yeah like true this is and, and by the way same thing in the al probably with gunner henderson right yeah, like we right. came into the year like henderson and carroll like these are the guys and then you know henderson it was a little bit of a slower start for him but here they are it's like yeah there's pretty much exactly what we could have hoped for which is which is just amazing and this is just like a broader theme that as i've you know gotten to cover baseball on a, on a regular basis over the last however many years like the degree to which young players can just come in and succeed is is stunning and it, we should not take it for granted it's not normal it's not supposed to be this easy um and some guys just make it look that way and we're, we're very lucky and that's why i think the sport's in a very healthy place yeah carol would be the first rookie of the year award winner in diamondbacks history yeah and not only that but like he said i think we've had all sort all season long we've kind of felt that same way like we've we've almost crowned him you know out, out of the gate we were you know jokingly we're like he's going to be the rookie of the year we're we're putting our money on it all of that uh and then our producer damon kind of kept track of all of the challengers that would step up there would be the james <laughs> outmans there would be the ellie de la cruz's and, and, and like you said it, it really was about uh, the fact that he did it all season long. These guys all had great seasons, and at times they went on incredible stretches, but they would also disappear like every rookie does at times, and Corbin was that exception where, yeah, I mean, he went through a slump. Every baseball player goes through a slump, but Corbin just, he, he always found ways to be productive, and I mean, outside of every time there was an injury scare and we thought our season was over because we lose Corbin Carroll, it's, it's done for us. Uh, it, it felt like he just was always there producing and just just always doing a great job. I mean, like I said, even even when he wasn't having a great night at the plate, he would find a way to get on and, and manufacture runs and and create that chaos that we talk about on the baseball. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, I wrote so every week at, at Fox this, this season, every Thursday, I did just kind of like a what we learned piece, looking at one thing from every division. And I remember in early September, I was like, man, like feels like Corbin Carroll hasn't really done much. And I kind of dug into it. And really, it was just like he hadn't hit any home runs. Like yeah. he was yeah. still doing... <laughs> Right. Everything that was Corbin Carroll, but for whatever reason, he went through like a month where the power was just, it was just down. Yeah. Um, the numbers were still pretty good. And it was just a great reminder of like, oh, he's still getting on base. He's still stealing a ton of bags. Like he's still, and then by the end of September, it was like, oh, here, here he's back. And now he's yeah. slugging again. And now he's gets to 25, 50 and all these crazy numbers. So he's just, he he's sensational. And, and by the way, like, that's why you commit to the extension to him with after having played however many games, you know, like yeah. that's, that's a big part of it too. Um, which is, which is awesome. And I, I think, uh, he deserved that. And, and I think that it's, it's really cool to see him just be that, that franchise piece. But I would also say too, like, I think that this offense, you know, in some ways, yes, there, a lot of people are still getting used to it, but like, I think, if, especially since it, like there is some star power here, even if it's not in the national, like Marte's so good, fam is so Walker's awesome. Like yeah. Guriel's just had this awesome season. To me, it's the pitchers, the the Saul Franks, right, and the the Mantiplies and the Ginkles and the Thompsons. Like that's the one starting with game one against Milwaukee, and and what I'm most curious about moving forward 
is how far can that group go? Because we all yeah. know about Gallon. I think Mel Kelly's starting to get his respect. How far can that group really push this team? Now, if you're scoring to the way that they are, it doesn't matter as much. You could say the same thing about Texas, right? Uh, but that's what I'm most curious and excited about to see how far they can kind of push it. The narrative this year and the narrative almost in franchise history has always been the Diamondbacks have never had a reliable bullpen. And to be honest, mm -hmm. this bullpen that we're seeing now through through trades, through acquisitions, picking up Ryan Thompson, calling up Andrew Saul Frank, uh, getting Paul Seawald through that trade with Seattle, this this bullpen is not the same bullpen that it was early in the year and it did take a little time for the pieces to come together it took a little while for Tori Lavolo to really figure out who he could rely on yeah. Kevin Ginkle is one of the only guys that's been there all season long and has been performing at that level and and, and has been a guy that Tori has known he can count on but uh, it's not to say they don't have other good arms it's just it's consistency and reliability they they just couldn't have asked for more out of a guy like Ryan Thompson or Andrew Salfrank I know he struggled a bit last night but still, he's just been very good for this team. And it's it's just been so fun to watch. So much so that it feels like the Diamondbacks broke the playoffs. Because like you <laughs> said earlier, there is this national story now, if you will, or just discussion happening about the playoff structure. And should it be changed? And should it be this? And should it be that? I mean, I it was something that we talked about that the Diamondbacks needed to take advantage of. Because baseball is a game where you can't just take a week off and then pick back up and be as good as you were. It, you just can't. You're, you're like the human eye literally needs time to adjust to a 95 mile per hour ball coming at you without flinching again and things like that. <laughs> Right. Like, I mean, there's just so many little things, but like it's the reason why coming back from an injury or a guy coming up to the major league level or, or anything, it takes time. It takes a while. Like fans get frustrated and impatient fast. Oh, this isn't happening fast enough or whatever. Right. But it's it's part of baseball. So it was something I knew the Diamondbacks, if they could kind of stay hot, uh, you know, if they if they could just at least stay in the baseball mode versus those one seats like the Braves and the Dodgers having that time off that it would be an advantage but it's like now people are just figuring that out that taking time off from baseball isn't the best thing especially when you may have clinched your division like a month before the end of the season yeah I mean I think if there are a lot of things that are that are kind of true at the same time here right like sure. I totally agree with you like I am receptive to the idea that the layoff is too long and that it could maybe be contributing to some of these things but I mean, it's not like we don't have, first of all, we're dealing with a tiny sample of stuff. Sure. Second of all, yeah. we have, we just saw the Astros deal with this and it was fine. They kicked everyone's ass and yeah. might do it again, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're still dealing with that. Like that. And then the other part of it is like, okay, okay. So you really like, first of all, where does, where does Milwaukee and, and Tampa Bay follow this conversation? You think they wouldn't rather be hang, still hanging out and yeah. having a chance to at least even come back down from 2-0 a week into the postseason instead of being upset immediately? Like, and, and as we just said, it's like, okay, is the D-backs getting to play again after they looked like crap immediately? Like, was that an advantage? Same thing with Texas. You know, they got to bounce back, even though they got embarrassed in game 162. Yeah. There's so many layers to it. And the more you talk about it and the more you go, it makes you realize, hey, guess what? None of this is ever going to be perfectly fair. The yeah. buy is still a buy. You still have to win two fewer games. Like, no manager is going to be like, yeah, I'd actually rather have to win two more games yeah. and have to travel all these things. No, like, there's, they're not going to say that. Is it a perfect system? Is it the layoff maybe too long? Yeah, possibly. But I can't get too worked up over.
right for how perfectly fair the format is no matter how you do it it's just there's going to be some version of it and it's like again Braves fans are complaining about it until the seventh inning last night and then they're like oh just kidding we're fine forget it's it like, it it's fine i'm sorry we we cannot have this yeah. so many different ways like i we're here to be entertained and some teams are going to benefit more than others and the teams that know how to do it. Like, I'm not surprised that Houston knows how to deal with layoffs. Like yeah. they last year, like they barely, they've had so many off days um, in recent postseason. So yeah, of course they know how to deal with it more. Right. Yeah. So credit to them. Yeah. Um, and if we think, at the same time, about- like, okay, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, if, if you just, like, reverse engineer, like, how did we even get to this place? There was a point in which if you're just the fourth best team in the game, if you're a wild card, you just get to go go right in and, and you're you're hot. Yeah. All right, well, now let's have a wild card game. So now, you know, you blow up hopefully your, your ace, right? And now it makes it a little bit more fair. And the whole point of the, the wild card series now is, all right, now you blow your at least top two pitchers. And now it really gives an advantage to those higher seeded teams. And again, small sample size, it just hasn't really worked out that way so far yeah yeah and, and i'm receptive like I, believe it or not like john smoltz had a decent idea yeah. <laughs> the other night saying that start on friday right that's yeah. that's yeah, yeah. i'm i'm open that i know the travel is complicated for a lot of these situations but it would make it more feel like the regular season for the team that's waiting and also maybe put the team coming out of the wild card at, at more of a disadvantage but again too it's like listen if, if you're so good like don't, if you're the Braves and you're the historic offense, like you shouldn't be getting shut out of home under any circumstance. So yeah. I, I agree that like it's not that it's not I, I hear it's not that I don't believe that the layoff isn't impacting them. I just don't care. To, it, that's not a reason to change the format. Like it, yeah. that cannot possibly be a reason um, to change the format when none of this has ever been fair and there's been all kinds of dumb stuff that's happened all the time. And when you get to this point, anything can happen because. The D-backs are pretty good, and yeah. you're not just rolling yeah. in there with. It's not any team rolling in there; like they're they're pretty good. So honestly, uh, I, I think it's I think it's fine. It, we 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 take exception to it because we feel like if you guys had problems with this playoff structure, why didn't you bring this up before the Diamondbacks <laughs> were up 2-0 on the Dodgers? Right? Like all of a sudden, that's an issue. But also, one thing that I don't think people will take into account when it comes to this series enough is that the Diamondbacks are not a team that were actually built very well for the regular season, not the way that they were, right? Because they had these rookies that were in their starting rotation and they had to figure out at times how to have a five-man starting rotation. They went to bullpen games at one point. They've done a lot of things to just try to get to the playoffs, to get through (laughs) the 162-game season. But now that we're here, you're going to get a goddamn dose of Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen almost all the time. And, and you're going to like it and you're going to have to figure out how to deal with it. And the bullpen has been good enough that they don't have to completely rely on those guys to get them through seven innings or eight innings in order for the team to have success. So like last night, I know there was a lot of question about turning it over to Zach Gallen earlier than a lot of people would have wanted to, but the bullpen honestly has been a strength. And I think Tori is, is trying to do everything he can to both save his starters and, and not let some of these games kind of go off the rails like we saw during the regular season when Zach Gallon would pitch a gem and all of a sudden at the very end gives up four runs and you're just like, why did he leave him in there so long? Like it's 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 all sorts of questions. But I mean, really, with the playoff thing and, and the structure, I, like I was saying, we kind of take exception to it because, again, we're. We were told we were going to get swept. We were told the Dodgers were going to absolutely walk over the Diamondbacks with the rest they had and everything. And and instead, we're seeing uh, the Diamondbacks absolutely putting up, uh, you know, uh, the, the, everything you could ask for out of this team against their division rival. And it really feels like 
you know, it's 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 people aren't taking enough into consideration and like the Dodgers, you know, pitchers they've lost, the changes that they made, the fact that the Dodgers are relying on so many rookies in their starting rotation and everything that they have going on. Like this series, even though it's the Dodgers supposedly way up here and the lowly D-backs facing them, the, these two teams, as far as talent is concerned, are, are much closer than I think people are giving them credit for. Yeah, I mean, I, I went on our podcast like a total dummy and was like, hey, <laughs> For once, people are sleeping on the Dodgers. Like, that's never happened. Like, I really did feel like people were like, yeah, they can't do it. And I was like, great, I'll pick the Dodgers. They're, <laughs> if they're, you get to tell me the Dodgers can be underdogs, like, I'll pick them because I was so impressed with what they were able to accomplish with all those circumstances, even yeah. in the regular season. That didn't guarantee clearly anything for the postseason. Um, and it wasn't anything about even the lowly D backs. It was just like, I was so impressed with this version of the Dodgers finding us a way to still win 100 games. Oh, like they, that they, they have Mike Secret stuff. They, they, yeah, have, they have 100%. some sort of secret formula to make Lance Lynn into suddenly a Cy Young contender once he joined the team. We joked that that was going to happen, and then that exact thing happened yeah. because the Dodgers just seem to be such a well-run organization that when players go to that organization, they thrive. It's what it used yeah. to be like with the Yankees. Yeah. And that's what, it's true for the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah no, and, and, and so I, I respected that a lot. Um not clearly <laughs> knowing or having any expectations and they can still get it. And I think Lance Lynn is just as likely to go out there and get blasted in the first inning as he is to throw seven scoreless yeah. uh, tomorrow. <laughs> so that's going to be 50, 50. the coin flip from your perspective. Um, but, and I'm not surprised that, that they rolled with him there, but yeah, it's, and so, so that, that's kind of where I went with it and it wasn't, but, but I said, man, coming out of that Milwaukee series, like I was just like, man, like, it worked out like the, the pitching did line up and that's to just go back to the start on Friday idea, right? You start on Friday. Now you really are putting the D backs in more of a disadvantage. Do I think that that is necessary? I don't know. I don't really care that much, but like yeah. that would be a way to do it because now yeah. you're compressing it even more for a team that's, that's more shallow. But to your point, yeah, like these are, these were regular season problems at the same time, the Dodgers had a lot of those same problems too. And they still managed to win hundred games, right? They were finding ways yeah. um, it, when they were losing starters left and right. So that's, that's the difference. But once you get to this point, it's a five game series, clearly anything, uh, anything is possible. And that's, that's why it's, it's far from over here, but it's, it's true. Once you, once yeah. you shrink a series and you really do have gallon in those spots, you, you got to feel pretty good. You do, you do. And especially considering that this playoff started with Brandon fought on the mound, who will be on the mound for them tomorrow night. Uh, things, things didn't look great, you know, and, and again, not knowing how things would line up, not knowing that they would be able to get through that Milwaukee series in two and be able to save Merrill Kelly uh, until to, to start in game one of this Jeez. series with the Dodgers. It, 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 things looked, things did not look great, but it, it ended up working out for this team really well. I just, I don't know, this whole discussion about like needing to put more obstacles in front of the lower seed teams, that even seems ridiculous to me because again, you know, like I get it and, and you're right, but it, it's still a matter of like most sports, the one seed plays the final seed, right? In basketball, hockey, the one seed plays the eighth seed. There's not even really a buy for them. Those teams just play. And like, uh, you know, again, it's if you start doing that, then it doesn't really justify you having a 162 game season any longer. So I do feel right. like you need to give the teams with the best record something in order to make this a very lengthy season worthwhile. But at the same time, I, I think the fact that you're literally making teams play, uh, you know, a, an extra series before they take on those one seeds, it's, it absolutely should be enough. And I really feel like this is just because the Diamondbacks are are, are, are breaking everyone's <laughs> brains with the fact that they should be winning. Winning these, Which is these great. Games. Isn't yeah. like, isn't I? 
No, I know people get so worked up with, oh, well, what's, what does the commissioner want to see or what, what's going to get the best rating? It's like, okay. I mean, I, I understand that there are neutral fans that are, that are more like that and, and you want to have bigger name teams to draw in more casual fans. Like, I get that. I want the game to grow. I, I care about that. But also, for me, like, as someone who will dork out about Andrew Salfrank and will, like, <laughs> <Yes>. is, like, <laughs> still convinced that Luis Frias is going to be awesome. Like, I was me watching too. him with the yes. Hills, <laughs> Hillsborough Hops. I was watching him with the Hillsborough Hops. I was like, oh, my gosh, who's yeah. this guy? Like, this guy's incredible. 105 so he, miles per hour? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> I watched Luis Frias. Whenever he came in this season, I was like, come on, Luis, come on. Like, make me feel like not a total idiot. Anyway, <laughs> now the point is, that preface is to say, I'm loving this. I'm loving this, D-backs. Yeah. This is fun. Also, like, Aaron upsets the whole point of sports. Like, I don't understand why we're trying to push all of the best teams to the championship. Like, why do we care about yeah. March Madness? Why do we care about any tournament where there's any amount of lack of predictability? I do think the important part to, to your, your saying is we do want to incentivize division winners yes like that yes. is important yeah, for the functionality and competitive balance of the sport we don't want teams like my favorite teams general manager just said for some reason you know shooting for 54 percent winning percentage right yeah you yeah. want to aspire for division titles you want to aspire for those greater things obviously right i do think that skipping around is that is an incentive i have not seen i would have to see so many more years of data of one seeds losing and putting and getting two hits in their first game for me to actually believe this is a real thing. <laughs> so again, it's imperfect, but like, I, again, we're just making stuff up because we're bored on off days. Like that's kind of how yeah. this works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we don't have four playoff games every day, <laughs> yes, people are, are going to wander. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey man, Jordan, we appreciate you so much for coming by, man. We thank you. And uh, we'll definitely have you back on to talk more. If this uh, diamondbacks team can continue on this role and continue making noise. Absolutely. Yes. And if you want uh, check out our pod baseball barbacast, uh, we're basically going to be going nearly every day for the rest of October. Let's so go. definitely check that out. I, I will be giving the stakes plenty of love, especially if they close this thing out tomorrow. There we go. I appreciate it, man. We'll make sure to follow him on Twitter. Uh, obviously their account is at Cespedes BBQ. Uh, you got Jordan. It's uh, J is it underscore Schusterman? And then another yes, underscore. J underscore Schusterman underscore. Yes. There he is. There's just like so many J Schustermans out there that I'm I, competing uh, with. So had to. There's had like a to, million Derek Montillas. I get it. <laughs> hey, man, we appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you, guys. This was fun. Hey, and uh, you know, I love that. Uh, that hat was fire, too, by the way. It, yes. I mean, I, I mean, it was, I, a, it was I, an I honor of you. I packed one and I was yeah. like, ah, you know what? We can't have two Colorado <laughs> I baseball it. teams I get it. on the set at the same time. Yeah. So I'll. I'll stick with this. I one. appreciate you being humble about that, <laughs> but we could have some more uh, D-backs playoff season shirts uh, on this set, by the way. Make sure to get your official PHNX D-backs playoff season shirts uh, at the phnxlocker.com. We have a wonderful variety of shirts over there that you can grab, including our brand new wagon shirt, because this team is a goddamn wagon. Get on uh, so get on that. Of course, we thank you guys for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Make sure to subscri subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live uh, and leave us a little thumbs up it's our attaboy we always appreciate you guys smashing that like where's gabby let's get gabby in here to smash that like button and, i don't know if he's still around and the more shirts that you guys buy the more new tees will come up like i was thinking jordan right. said i love this so yeah. it's like okay arizona diamondbacks i love this yeah 
How about that's a, a shirt? Let's how about, make that. How about a we're fucking dangerous? Yeah, shirt? I mean, if you guys okay, so oh, this, is, yeah. this is your mission shot. If if we get enough wagon shirts sold, we could potentially find ourselves in a spot where we can get a we're fucking dangerous shirt yeah. made as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's on you guys. It's on you guys. Yep. Uh, and it's already started, but we'll go ahead and do this in the chat. What are the Arizona Diamondbacks? Drop, drop, drop what the Arizona Diamondbacks are in the chat. We always love to do that. Fill in the blank. The fill in the blanks. The Arizona Diamondbacks are a blank. And then the music plays. Mm -hmm. All right. But in the meantime, I'll let you know. Grab yourself some Four Peaks beer. Of course, it's the official craft beer of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, and it is perfect at all tailgates and has been for over 25 years. Uh, make sure to check out their pumpkin porter, which is uh, delicious. And it is only around for a short amount of time. It's the fall season. It's pumpkin season. So get your pumpkin porter. Uh, it's back on the shelves and in draft lines throughout the valley. So don't miss out on that. Of course, we celebrate victories around here with the Joy Bus Wow Wheat. But you can celebrate with whatever wonderful Four Peaks beer you My choose. Is literally watering I know, right now. I know. It's, you hearing you yeah, talk about that? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's hard not to have one. I when I don't Ooh. have one here on set with me, people start asking if I'm okay, if everything's all right. Do you guys, they you know? guys want a couple beers? Yeah, no, I no, I th no, no, no. Damon, see, you're a bad. He, he's got a look. He has a look. No, we no, we have work he to do. We have a lot one, of work to do. And he thinks, if yeah, I we get, get them. Yeah. No, it's I a good, see your it's game. a good move. It's a good move. If you get because if he gets one for himself, he's just a selfish rat bastard, and he knows it. But if he gets one for us, now he's kind-hearted he's the people's producer again, it's called so. the four peaks shimmy yeah <laughs> you offer it to your friends because you want one don't the four peaks shimmy. yeah don't forget that that's i just what, love myself a nice ice cold golden lager yeah no i know it's the, the official it's the unofficial beer of official beer oh yeah it's the official beer of baseball we've determined <laughs> we can call it that because baseball is not like there no one owns the baseball no lowercase b baseball yeah lowercase and b there might be like yeah. three l's it doesn't it's matter fine. but it, doesn't it matter. is it's fine the official beer of baseball. that's right so you can visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite brewery tours and events stein holding oktoberfest and haunted brewery tours over at the a street pub that's cool yeah i've i've i've, I've been telling the people the beer the ghosts make the beer uh, at four peaks and i'm not mm -hmm. sure if that's legal i'm not sure about like ghost labor laws or whatever they have going on what is the minimum wage uh, for a ghoul <sighs> i mean what do ghouls get paid these days? How, room and room and board, room and board. You get to stay here without me calling Peter Venkman on you. Like, That's that true. feels very. That feels like you're being That's good to the fair. ghost. You know, feels yeah, like they should unionize. Oh god damn it! Oh, this is labor I, is going to be difficult. Are you and, saying like yeah, ghost labor is like an internship? Like, uh, look, we'll give you a place to stay, and you could walk around in the middle of the night with we'll, your chains we'll, on we'll, as long as you're brewing during the day. Yeah, exactly. We'll, Four peaks. We'll pay you. We'll 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 pay you an experience is what we'll pay you. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, That's fair. yeah. That's check fair. out, check out Four Peaks, Four Peaks Pub. Don't tell them I told you about the ghosts because uh, I'm sure they won't like that. But keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery at Four Peaks Brew and Four Peaks Pub. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. Uh, right now, Jesse Jr. is not on set, but um, you, or you, you just can't see him. You saw him there a little while ago. He disappeared. But we have all of our wonderful little Foco uh, bobbleheads down here on our on our set, and of course, Foco is. The one place where you can buy uh, all of your favorite decorations that are going to make all of your friends jealous because they're going to see your bobbleheads and they're yeah. going to be like, wait, where'd you get that one? Where did you get Cattell rocking a snake? I missed that giveaway day. And you're like, it wasn't a giveaway day, nope. son. This one is one of 63 and I got it at Foco.com. Yeah, they run uh, out. They, they sell do. Out. They so have a get certain number. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, that's honestly, though, doesn't that make it better knowing that your little piece of sure. artwork is one of a limited amount of that's out there. They even like handwrite the number on there so you just you know a real person actually did that so it's officially official. it's officially official so foco again leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise
guys with a product line that, of course, includes all this wonder stuff, uh, wonderful stuff, apparel, collectibles, novelty items, all that stuff. Uh, so, of course, make sure to check them out. Foco always has our back for Arizona sports, even when those other manufacturers don't. You know what I'm talking about. You know when you go to those websites and they have the Dodgers and the Yankees and the this and the that and the Cardinals and that's it. And you're like, eight teams? You chose eight teams <laughs> and somehow the Tigers made it in there? What the fuck? All right. So, yeah, Cubs. make sure to understand yeah. that Foco.com always has your back for Arizona sports. Get the best gear around by visiting Foco.com and using our code of PHNX. For all non-presale items, use the promo code PHNX. You'll get 10% off. So make do, sure to do that today. Do you know they have overalls too? Yeah, I saw that's the PHLY guys got overalls Ooh. and I, I saw that they were also stuffing beers. I think they fit 13 beers into those That's overalls. A lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And then Jamie Moyer went out and threw out the first pitch of the Phillies game wearing <sighs> the exact same pair of overalls. For That's, electric. Yeah. That's electric. That's electric. It's cool. Uh, well, they had their hands full with the Atlanta Braves up there in Philadelphia. And we have an updated playoff bracket here to kind of discuss what's been going on here in the playoffs. Uh, again, Twins and Houston Astros uh, and the Phillies and A's. Those are the series right now that... Making making a series out of it. Uh, the Rangers could close out the Baltimore Orioles wow. and the Diamondbacks could close out the Dodgers. This is uh, unexpected. This is unexpected, especially the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, we yeah. knew that that Texas Rangers team was dangerous. We absolutely knew they were. But, I mean, you couldn't help but think the the Baltimore Orioles, especially with, with a little bit of rest, you know, uh, really could have – you know, dumped some big things mm-hmm. in that series. I think they they get Felix Batista back, so I know I think that they're fairly. I know he had Tommy John surgery. Oh, he did have Tommy John yeah. surgery. Oh, they okay. were there. Yeah, I know that there was like some discussion. They about were just him hoping back. to yeah. have him not have Tommy John. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the thing that I find interesting with like Texas and Arizona, and I like I like data to back up my uh, my my points, <laughs> and my my thought process, if sure. you will. But and, it, and it's funny because Jordan kind of mentioned something about March Madness. It's sort of like the Diamondbacks and the Rangers both lost and got their teeth kicked in at the right time. Like there are always those teams, they go to their conference tournament and they're expected to win and they get that like big loss out of the way earlier, or maybe even right before the tournament. Sure. And like that was a loss of like, hey, we're not going to go undefeated. We're not going to run the table. We're not going to have an undefeated year. We lost at the right time to go, yeah, we don't like how that feels. We've learned a lot from that. And then you get hot, and then you go on a run. Rangers kind of suffered that a little bit and and, uh, not being able to to win the West in in the American League when they had the shot. Same thing with the the Diamondbacks and kind of snuck in, and you go, ah, these two teams, they're kind of the worst of the bunch in, in their different ways, and yet they kind of learn from that right away, and they're the two hottest teams in the postseason right now. I think the thing about the Diamondbacks season has is, is it's literally been uh, ups and downs, right? You know, mm-hmm. like they had such a hot early start. They went through a historic collapse, a historic collapse. Yeah. Like we're not just talking about like, oh, hey, they, they went through a bad time. We literally call it the dark times on this show <laughs> because like the teams that you could compare it to were teams from the 1800s, right? Like it wasn't even, it, it didn't even make sense that the Diamondbacks had gone from being so many games up, like 15 games above 500 to two games below so quickly. It was, it was, it was terrible, right? Hadn't done it since the bridegrooms. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. the Pittsfield falafels. <laughs> yeah, right. And so like, uh, you know, of course, there's a lot that they've gone through and they know, I think they do know how fast things can turn. I think mm-hmm. they know, mm-hmm. do know how bad things could be. And you're absolutely right. Right before they got into the playoffs, they did not look very good and they weren't able to capture 
just one crucial victory in order to get in. Uh, it might have even helped overall because Maybe. we had an overall discussion about the who would you rather play? Would you rather come in as the final seed and play the Milwaukee Brewers, or would you rather get that second wild card spot and have to play the Philadelphia Phillies? Ooh. I at times looked at what the Brewers' starting rotation was doing, and I was like, I don't want any part of that. No. I don't want any part of no. that. The Diamondbacks' offense is struggling enough right now that I can only imagine going up against arguably the best three-man starting rotation in baseball and having to deal with that. What ends up happening? One injury to one of those three guys turns this into a completely what what felt like this kind of advantage to nearly, you know, to, to nearly even, right? You know, because now both teams have their studs on, on the mound for uh, two games. Both teams have one kind of guy that it's questionable about how they're going to perform in the playoffs. And it, it definitely felt like a much more even matchup. Now watching the Phillies go off, watching that atmosphere in Philadelphia, Oof. I don't know. I, I wouldn't have wanted any part of that. So, no. like, yeah, I mean, there is something to be said about the fact that the Diamondbacks ended up in that third spot in the Marlins for a <laughs> series we played, you know, three, four months ago. Somehow they get the advantage. You know, if it, I know it didn't end up tied, but it was tied, you know, after that final game. And the Diamondbacks couldn't do anything in the in the final game of the season to overcome the Marlins win or lose. So it made sense for them to kind of phone it in and just stay in that third spot. It just now looks like the right call, right? You know, now not having to deal with those Phillies until they potentially have to go through, you know, a series with the Braves or dealing with the Braves after they deal with that, that, that buzzsaw of a team in Philadelphia. Like it feels like this, you know, now could, could turn the diamondbacks way, you know, sometimes in yeah. the playoffs, it's about things just lining up. You know, not every playoff team that makes it to a championship goes through the most difficult set of opponents. Sometimes it's just a matter of how, how things worked out for them. And the road was easier for them than others. But regardless, they made it to, you know, to that end point. Yeah, you can only play the teams that are in front of you, of course. That's and, it. And, and, you know, again, it probably helps the Diamondbacks were able to see the Dodgers. Like, I'll just never forget, you know, and, and I, I hear this from, from a lot of players when I talk with them. Like, you'd rather face a guy that you've got bad numbers against, but you've had just a little bit of success. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. got a 150 batting average. In fact, I think it was DJ LeMahieu in 2018 when he was hurt, uh, when they were going into game 163 against the Dodgers for the NL West. And he said, you know, I'd, I'd rather face Clayton Kershaw than a guy I've never faced before because I can envision that success that I've had. And if you actually go back yeah. and look at the numbers yeah. that the Diamondbacks hitters had against Clayton Kershaw going into game one, a lot of them had some success. Tommy Pham had virtually no success. He was the only one. But there was like five or six guys that had you know, 250 batting average or, or higher. That's like, well, that's enough to feel really good and feel comfortable in the box. And you saw those guys go out there and be successful because they had that little bit of familiarity yeah. with that. And so I, I you know, I, I think that them being bad for a while, they had nothing to lose. It's like they, they already had the worst possible outcome and yet they were still able to make the postseason yeah. and, and they were able to, again, they get that out of their system because Baltimore didn't get that out of their system at all. They kept grinding the whole way at the best record True. in the American League. And so they kept doing it. And, you know, do they know what it's like to fail, really? Yeah. I, the I, collapse, I don't think so. The collapse could have happened later and could have been more detrimental to their season. They could not, they, they maybe not, aren't even here at this point. Maybe they don't even make the playoffs, right? right. So it's like they they did. They they had a collapse. If you, if you could have a, you could have an epic you know, uh, franchise collapse. They had it at the right time where they were able yeah. to still 
rebound from that and get back to a place of being, you know, of, of feeling confident, you know, that, that, that has to really screw with your mentality when you lose that many games in a row, when you have that much, uh, that, that much, you know, that many failures in that short of a time frame. That's a uh, true Cinderella. Yeah. Like Ernesto points out 83 win Cardinals in 2006 and they, they beat the Tigers yeah. and go, yeah. yeah, that that's exactly one. If you're just in the postseason, that's it. It's a brand new season. Yeah. And if you got, you know, some horses that you can ride, you know, I, I sort of think, and I, I was texting Jesse this and he didn't get back. He, he didn't say he liked this concept, but let me see if you like it. Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallon are really just a poor man's Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling right now. No, it's don't, still early. Don't, even, don't, it's don't still do that early. I, I will fucking do you run like through that? a brick wall I right now. I will, do you like that? I will make another dangerous. door over here. <laughs> We're fucking dangerous. That too. Man, you're that right. Too. No, but it is because... It, you know, Who's I, dangerous than a poor man? I was very a poor familiar man's with that. Kurt Schilling. When you, that guy's dangerous. When you think about that World Series, the Diamondbacks pulled out all the stops, and they realized that the only two guys that were going to get them through that World Series were those two guys. I could see the Diamondbacks even pulling this in like the World Series, where in the middle of a of a, of a game, they need to go to Zach Gallen out of the bullpen or something, just because I think they would throw it all out there. I also think yeah. these two guys had the mentality that they want to do this, right? Yeah. Like they want to be here, they want this spot, and they don't give a damn about pitch counts or any of that stuff anymore. No. It's really just a matter of like, <laughs> like Merrill Kelly being on the mound and getting pulled from a game where he literally just wanted to get out of that one inning. And his reaction was such, it was, it was just so joyful to watch. It was this combination of Tori, get the fuck out of here. I can't believe with this lead that you're going to go pull this from me right now. But then it was also like, it was funny because he had, he had basically, in, you know, like he knew he'd exercised all of those demons against the team that he had never beaten before. And he just wanted to like beam on the mound. And then you also have that next level of how unprofessional would it be for me in a playoff game right now to just be <laughs> cheesing out here when Tori uh -huh. comes to pull me. So I got to hide my little smile and I got to, you know, chomping on that it. top oh, lip. It was so good. But. Sucking on his bottom lip. Like, I, I, I got to <laughs> do it. Look, I'll do you one better with the, with the poor man's Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson with Merrill Kelly and Zach Allen. How about this to make you feel really good sure. about potentially going to the World Series? That bullpen, stepping up big, fought. Maybe he doesn't have it. Maybe you just got to go to the bullpen early. Yeah. And they, they win, game three. They win Wednesday night because the bullpen shoves and gives them six, six-plus innings pitch, and you go, that was it. That was the answer that you needed. This bullpen is legit. You got the two horses. You got all the pieces that you need to win. If, if that's how it goes down in game three, and we'll preview that tomorrow, that's got to make you feel real good. Even if it is Atlanta, even if it is Philadelphia, yeah. because that, yeah. that arguably could be, you know, more difficult matchup than this. I don't think anyone necessarily thought that going into the series, but nevertheless, you go, man, Atlanta or, or Philly, they're going to be hot coming off of that series. But if you got Kelly, you got Gallon, you got those horses and you got a bullpen that has proven itself in that game three. Again, I think that's a recipe for, Maybe punching it yeah. to the World Series. I love still got to still got to win in, in seven in the uh, NLCS, <laughs> but man, that's got to make you feel good. Um, let's take a look at the probables for this series because it also could show, obviously, how things are going to line up going forward if the Diamondbacks are able to clinch in the game in Game Three. You don't hate Brandon Fott's chances in this game going up against Lance Lynn. We know Lance Lynn had that success with the Dodgers when he first joined the club, but he first came, came back down to earth. He, he, he very mm -hmm. much became the picture he was with the white Sox, And I feel like at this point, 
the Diamondbacks have the advantage here as far as the bullpen, uh, their bullpen, not putting in nearly as much work as the Dodgers bullpen has had to put in in the first two games of the series. I know they had the layoff. I know they had, they were well rested, uh, all of that. But I don't know. It's it's kind of like me right now. I am going on such little sleep that <laughs> going back to sleep for 45 minutes this morning felt like the absolute world. So I feel like the Diamondbacks here have been run so ragged that like having these days off here and there, they're they're well they're fine. Yeah. Give me a give me a monster. Give me a, a sub from Jersey Mike's. I'll be good. I'm ready to go back out there. But the thing I love about this is even if they aren't they aren't able to clinch after this, this is who we have going forward. We have waiting to win one game. Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen in consecutive starts after Brandon fought. So should they not be able to close the deal tomorrow night? Uh, I, I you couldn't have asked, you couldn't ask for it to line up any better as far as feeling you know at least fairly confident that the Diamondbacks are going to take care of business here against the Dodgers and move on to the National League Championship Series. Yeah, you just got to win one of the next three, which sounds super easy. Sounds like oh, all right. So you, you except om- when it's against the Houston Astros at the end of the se- season, <laughs> yeah. right? And I accept that. And it's it's like oh yeah, but. You know, once you get to game five, it's that's just that's a crapshoot. That's 50 50. So yeah. you're like, you're losing the series going forward. Yeah. Sure, Dodgers take two, Diamondbacks win game five. You still only one out of three, but you win the series. Yeah. You, you want them to just do it at home. Like that's the other, that's the other piece too. That and, is a big part of it. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll talk about that more tomorrow. We'll see what the prices are. I think it's just under 200 bucks <laughs> to get in. Just under 200 bucks. Just under? Just to, to well, get in the building for I'll, sold out. I mean, Shoot, Tommy Pham's nephew can't three. even get a ticket for that crying out correct. loud. That is correct. That is correct. And you know what we're going to do is we're going to just make him an intern or something. We'll figure out a way to get Tommy Pham's nephew in there. We'll, I, I mean, we'll, we need correspondence and stuff. Jesse can't be the only guy roaming the ballpark, so <laughs> we'll figure something out. But if you do want to go to that game, a great place to get your tickets is at Game Time. Uh, go to GameTime.co, of course. Uh, you know. You never know what's going to be available the day of. You never know what's available on there right now. Game time is the last, uh, the place for last-minute ticket deals. So if you forgot that this game was taking place and you want to try to get tickets now, it's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Not only is it aesthetically pleasing to the eye, to the touch, it is a very good uh, app for finding cheap tickets and getting yourself where you want to go, not only just to sporting events, shows, uh, concerts, everything else. So make sure you're checking out Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download their app, create an account, and use code PHNX to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase order download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed uh also big the big thank you to all of our diehards for being diehards yeah. uh if you haven't gotten yourself the wagon shirt yet you probably should own that immediately uh if you are a diehard you get 20 percent off all purchases at the phnxlocker.com if you're not a diehard grab that membership over at gophnx.com you will get a free shirt of your cho- choice. Get the wagon shirt. There you go. We get That's more it. of these wagon shirts. Done. We'll get that uh, fucking dangerous shirt up there. We'll get all sorts of shirts. But we do have wonderful shirts, including It's Always Sunny in the Valley and so much more. So make sure to check out the phnxlocker.com. You'll get 20% off all future purchases. You get access to our members-only Discord lounge. So much more, including discounts with our partners. See, that's what my favorite part is the Discord <laughs> lounge part is amazing. We have a great one for the Rockies mm-hmm. that just 
started up organically, but the D-backs one is on fire. It's, it's, it's like basic, family. It feels like family. It's what everything that you're seeing in the YouTube chat right now. Yeah. It's like that, but it's like but all it's, day long. But it's all day long, all the time. It's no all the sports yeah. too. Yeah. And yeah. there's some, it's a great spot to like meet some new friends and stuff too. It's, the it, discord part is, is probably my favorite. Part I, of I, I will say at times I, I have a, a friend chat and it is my, yeah. it's the only other yeah. place I can go to that makes me feel like the love that our discord chat goes because again one of my friends is always awake it could be one o'clock in the morning <laughs> it could be anytime and i know someone's awake same thing with the discord chat so make sure to hop in there get your diehard membership cool. today uh, also a great way to celebrate victories and to get over losses is with our friends at og's brands gummies oh. if you are stuck on what kind of gummies to get og's took the guesswork out of it not only do they have all sorts of a variety of doses and strains to choose from but they also have their mixed bags right now which of course uh, contains their fruits and their creams. Uh, creams have blackberries and cream, orange cream skull, peaches and cream, so much more. Ooh. Fruits uh, have red apple, watermelon, peach, delicious mixture of all of their uh, Hall of Fame flavors. And you can get them all in one place. Of course, you can also get them in a sunny sativa or mellow, mellow indica blend. So make sure to check out OG's. Uh, and you can ex uh, customize your OG's experience based on whatever mood, whatever time of day. Don't sleep on their sleep gummies. In fact, do sleep on their sleep gummies. Hey. Get, get, get the sleep gummies because <laughs> I'm telling you, those things have changed my life. So uh, whether you are looking for yourself or whether you're looking, uh, you know, of course, like I said, looking for a way to, to relax, looking for a way to get excited, they have you covered. Check out our friends at OG's Brands for yourself and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors. Check them out across all socials at ogsbrands.com uh, or at, at OG's Brands and online at ogsbrands.com. Find them at a local dispensary near you. Must be 21 or over to enjoy, and please enjoy responsibly. Got to support uh, them because they support us. That's oh, the absolutely. Absolutely. They, 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 they support me being uh, a much calmer person than, <laughs> I, than I normally would be. But uh, I will say this. Playoffs are fun. Postseason is fun. But you know who's getting overshadowed right now? Our guys over at the Arizona Fall League. Right. Oh, there you man. Go. We Those love the guys. Fall League. We love the Fall League, but it's hard. It's hard to pay attention to what's going on in the Arizona Fall League with the Diamondbacks doing all of this crazy stuff. We've talked about this, uh, and I know you, you might get down with this. I, I know how much you love baseball. Arizona really is baseball nirvana. It is the one 100%. place where you can just literally get baseball of of different levels, of different skill yeah. levels, different professional levels, uh, and you can get it almost all year long. It feels like baseball never goes away here between spring training, fall league, regular season. But yeah, no, I mean, absolutely, uh, Arizona Fall League is 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 a bit overshadowed right now with everything fun the Diamondbacks are doing. But it's still an absolute blast to go out and attend, and it's really cool to see the future of, of all of these organizations all playing on these teams. It's the first time in six years that when you say, you know, baseball in Arizona in October, you don't think the Arizona Fall League. Yeah, right. It's like, no, 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 Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. No, we're talking about playoff baseball. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, Salt yeah. River Fields, oh, yeah. the Diamondbacks prospects. No, just yeah. the Arizona yeah, Diamondbacks no, yeah, are playing. The actual yeah, world, Arizona yeah. Fall League, it's, it's, the, it's, like the, it's the opposite of spring training. It's like when I landed and the temperature, like it was something about the temperature in the, and it was in the air of like, Oh, this feels like spring training, and yeah. and it is like a, a type of spring training. It's it's spring ending in, in a roundabout way for these prospects. For sure. some of them, just need to get a couple abs. It's there. It's the finishing schools what the Arizona Fall League is, and you know they've got a cool package. Right? I think it's been like a hundred bucks forever. Where no, you can just go to every single game. Yeah. for a hundred bucks, yeah. go down. There's not a ton of people there. You know, you can get a ton of autographs it's, if it's you want. Like what it's what spring thing. training used to be. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Spring yeah. training is so much fun now, right. and it is such an attraction that people come out for. It, right? It's I highly mean, monetized too. It's highly monetized. Arizona Fall like super cheap. Yeah, have fun. Well, and I mean, you know, like uh, it, there's also a different. 
I'm just, I feel like I'm insulting everybody with everything I'm going to say here. But like, you know, like you go to a spring training game and there's a lot of people that don't even give a shit about the game, right? They're not <laughs> yeah. even paying attention to the game. They're just there to, yeah. for vibes. They're there because it's that time of the year where you can finally be outside again, enjoying the weather, <laughs> you know, and all of that kind of stuff, right? But Fall League is... It, it reminds me of what spring training used to be because it's just on such a smaller scale. You have such close access to all of the players. You have the ability to go there and meet these guys, get autographs, get pictures with it's them. It's the diehards that are there. It, and it is. It really is. It's the people that just know so much about baseball. Like, I, I think I know a lot there, and I will be sitting there listening <laughs> to two people in the row behind me have conversations about what some guy did in, in, in perfect game or what some kid did in high school. And I'm like, Jesus the level of the level of knowledge of these baseball fans that attend a game like this is just amazing to me, you know. And even if you're not sitting behind home plate, there's a good chance that that person that's talking about that prospect is probably a scout. Is a scout. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. And you're like, "Wow, this is really cool yeah. insight." And yeah. they're just going to talk to you. They're, you know, they're not worried about you tweeting something out cuz they're not sure. necessarily going to tell you what team they're from no, yeah, or no. who they are exactly. But it's it's fun conversation. And you just, yeah, get real good information cuz these are the guys that you're going to start seeing next year and, yeah. and the year after that and and you know, the Diamondbacks have, you know, a couple good good players there. They're not top 100 prospect guys, but they, you know, there's not a ton of top 100 prospects that are on this Diamondbacks team. Yes, yeah. we know Corbin Carroll is one of them. Alec Thomas has been in the past. Um, but even still, there's guys that are going to contribute. Andrew Salfrank wasn't a name that anyone's like, no. oh my gosh, you got to see this guy. He's top 100. Relievers don't make the top 100 Look, list. I would I, I would love to say, <laughs> I would love to be like, hey, we were geniuses. We were talking about Salfrank a long time ago. There were a couple of guys in the past that we've talked about consistently and then they came up. They made their debut. I think Dre Jameson was one of them. You know, mm -hmm. we talked about Ryan Nelson a bit, but no, no, I will not. I will. I will profess that Andrew Saul Frank was absolutely never on our radar, and that's what makes what he's doing right now at a major league level so impressive, right? So you do get the chance at the fall league to go there and see these guys and be like, "Hey, remember when we saw Blake Walston yeah. pitching in the fall league?" Or you know, like right now, Ivan Melendez, the Hispanic Titanic, right now uh, is on the fall league, not doing great, not doing great, but it's a small sample size. Uh, he is slashing two twenty two, three ninety one, two seventy eight with a six sixty nine OPS. But again. And the other thing about Arizona Fall League is a lot of times these guys aren't out there trying to specifically have success as much as they're trying to to kind of work on stuff. Yes. They're trying to be coached. Yes. And they're trying to show that they can accept coaching. And, you know, that's such a big part of baseball is the ability to, you know, uh, obviously take coaching and implement it and work it into you know, your, your routine or your, your mechanics or whatever they're having you change or, or whatever they're having you do. Yeah. That, that's another way that it's like spring training where these guys are working with a new different set of coaches or there's something specific they're working on. And yeah, for Diamondbacks fans, uh, if, if you can't get a ticket to, uh, you know, game three, or even if you still want to inject more baseball into your, to your system, like go out to the uh, Rafters game. I think they're home all through this week, uh, up until Friday at Salt River Fields. Yeah. And you can see the top two home run hitters you know, in your farm system, yeah. like between Melendez and AJ Vukovic who at 24 this year, uh, in the minors. So like, those are two really good guys right there. And uh, a couple of their pitchers are, are doing really well relievers, but even still, again, you can say you saw these guys before they contribute to with this young Diamondbacks team, what could be somewhat of a, of a dynasty, yeah. maybe dynasty could be too strong of a word. Their window of contention yeah, because they've got one right now. And these guys that are playing right now for the rafters, they are going to contribute to that in one way or another, whether it's on the field or as a trade chip for the, the Diamondbacks to get their True. next Gabriel Moreno yeah. or a veteran outfielder type like a Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Well, with my K isn't sticking around, it 
feels very much like it, it feels very comforting, you know, knowing he's yeah. been extended, knowing that he's going to continue to be able to work on this game plan that's led this team to this success right now. Yeah. And he's going to continue to work on that. This team isn't a team that's going to ever uh, I, I think they're never going to be able to get that big name free agent that's going to completely change things for them. The way that they built this, the things they've done, especially post uh like trade deadline and post trade deadline with the acquisition of certain guys that are kind of like under the radar guys that have really helped this team come around and be consistently good. Uh, that's, that's the moves that they need to make Blake Walston, by the way, uh, also in the, uh, Arizona mm -hmm. fall league. Uh, he has not given up a run in three innings pitch. He has a 1.67 whip. So he's been doing well, but a guy that's absolutely been tearing the cover off the ball, Colorado Rockies prospect is it is it Sterling Thompson he's the man he's Sterling my goodness man has a 524 average right now with a 630 on base percentage and 810 slugging uh it's 21 at bats so you don't want to get too crazy but uh, when you're putting up a 1.440 OPS you're, you're you're pretty happy to see like that's what you want to see your prospect oh, yeah. doing in the fall league like that's where you're like let's go Rockies are real happy about that you know partially because he was a supplemental pick that they ended up getting for Trevor Story signing with Boston right oh, to give him the qualifying offer fantastic. so they're like hey yeah. we still got something for Trevor yeah, Story yeah, so for Sterling sure. Thompson for sure. is that pick SEC guy out of the University of Florida drafted last year in 2022 and he's a player that if he continues to play as uh, as strongly as he is right now uh, um, you know, long way to go until he's MVP like Nolan Arenado was uh, in the 2012 uh, Arizona Fall League season. But he's a player that could very easily force the Rockies' hands and say, you know what, we do need some pitching, so we have to trade from our depth, similar to how yeah. you know, the Diamondbacks had four yep. outfielders, so they yep. trade Dalton Varsho to get something, an old-school baseball trade, a challenge trade, if you will. And so, you know, do the, do the Rockies end up having to go out and say, Brendan Rodgers, available in a trade. Ryan McMahon, available in a trade. All of that happens if Sterling Thompson continues to play how he has during the Arizona Fall League. There you go. And again, you can see him and so many more. Uh, I think it was Elizabeth said she forgot all about it. That's what we're here to, <laughs> we're here to remind you. It's easy That's to forget. That's a good reason to forget yeah. the Arizona Fall League. This <laughs> is get a it. great reason. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Josh Hunt says he's showing up to Fall League in a polo with a clipboard and a stopwatch so he can get treated like oh, royalty. I have a funny story That's about that. That's, there, that's the move. I saw like some content creator do this like as a joke where he he re was recording and he had like a, a lav mic on yeah. and like like he was like fake like you know like scouting kids. But it was that like a little league game? Yes. In my yes, my former JV coach was the guy who was arguing with him who walked up to him and he didn't know the guy's like uh, nephew. Yeah, my coach's nephew. Yeah. But he he was telling my like coach like nah he just doesn't your your, your kid just doesn't have it he's trash <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes and, and my my former coach who I love was a great that's guy hilarious. was freaking out getting so mad at that's him and they hilarious. had him on video it's insane that's awesome I have seen that that is uh, that's funny yeah you get away with that the Arizona Fall League that's right look if you act like you you know you know what you're doing if you have that swagger and that confidence could open a couple doors who knows. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mayor because of that exact reason. That's how Done. I became a mayor. People keep asking, like, how did you become mayor of these things? There, <laughs> there wasn't a mayor, and I just appointed myself. D Derek and, just acts like he's yeah. supposed to be in all these situations, and everyone's like, yeah, he kind of is. Yeah, right. I mean, mayor of postseason. I just yeah. I just declared that, and I mean, no one has told me otherwise. Uh, Josh also said, fall league takeover when? Let's do that for the Fall Stars Ooh. game. Maybe a little home run derby action for the fall league. I, that was fun. We did it last year, so I'll have to run it back again this year, so make sure we we will get uh, that going on. But of course, uh, we thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, thank this guy. 
for being here because uh, of course, you know, Sean, Sean abandons me, but I, you know, I, I, I've pinch, I have pinch hitters too. I'm not the only, like the Diamondbacks aren't the only ones with a deep bench. I also have a very deep bench, but uh, <laughs> of course, uh, we appreciate you being here, man. Um, of course. Make sure to check out uh, while you're here, Illegal Pete's. It's our go-to spot. For, it's our go-to uh, spot in Denver too. Is it your go-to spot? We got one right down the street. That's yeah. right. Uh, strongest. Are, are there, are there margaritas the strongest in Colorado? Just yeah, like they are here. They're uh, great. Got to know, love when that's your calling card. Do you, how, how hard do you guys go in the reverse nachos? The reverse nachos? Okay. Explain. Please? Reverse nachos. It's basically all of the toppings, but you get it in a bowl, chips on the side. It's like a mega dip. Oh. Reverse nachos, folks. Why is everybody so much better at this than I am? Sean always had <laughs> the, the absolute clutch order. Now you're telling me about reverse nachos. <laughs> this is the way to live your life. This is incredible. But yeah, make sure to check out uh, reverse nachos at Illegal Pete's, which I'm going to do next time I'm there. Uh, they also have all sorts of wonderful uh, food, including bowls, tacos, burritos, uh, custom cocktails, beers, and don't miss out on the pipe and a hot queso. I'm sure that's a big Ooh. part of the reverse nachos as well. But uh, check out Illegal Pete's at your go-to spot uh, for all your sporting events this fall. Stop by for happy hour, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. Illegal Pete's, the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for 28 years. Uh, and of course, yes, we want to make sure that you guys are all, uh, have your have your homes decorated well, have your spaces uh, basically uh, in, a, in, a, in an area where you want to be there all the time. And a good That's way right. to do that is with a wonderful neon sign from our friends at Saturday Neon. It's a oh. company started by two friends and former college roommates that make officially licensed collegiate LED neon signs. From Colorado. That's right, from Colorado. Colorado. That's right. Uh, and of course, Colorado. A lot of a lot of fun things happening with Colorado uh, collegiate sports right now. So. I hear, I hear yeah, that. You hear, you hear. Yes. I've been told, uh, and they do have officially <laughs> licensed uh, merchandise for 19 select schools, including Colorado and Arizona, Alabama, Wisconsin, and many others. So make sure to check them out. They make great great gifts this holiday season. They're so uh, awesome. They are. They're they beautiful. Are they they glow. Amazing. They glow differently. They definitely glow differently, and uh, they're made with high quality materials, and they're also backed by two year warranty. So I know a lot of people especially online these days, are hesitant to buy something that might sure. break the minute that you get it. Uh, so don't worry about that with Saturday Neon. You can mm -hmm. go to SaturdayNeon.com and use code PHNX for 10% off your order. They will give you free shipping for all orders over $200. Uh, well, we have to go over to Chase Field because today is have workout to. day. Have to. Have to. Uh, have to. Uh, go, go talk to Corbin Carroll. Go see what's going on with this Diamondbacks team. Uh, and, of course, we will be back here tomorrow with our pregame show prior to uh, Game 3 of the NLD. Yes, and then we'll be back 10 minutes afterwards with our postgame show. I'm going to see how much I can get this guy to stick around with me. I know he's here to do work, but I'm just going to have like I'm just going to convince him not to do that. Just come join me on the show. But uh, of course, we thank you. You can follow Patrick at Patrick D. Lyons on That's Twitter. Patrick me. D. Lyons, not to confuse with the B or the C Lions, of course. Uh, I am at uh, Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Of course, Damon is the people's producer. He's the maniac beyond the back. You can get him at Damon Dog. It's D-A-W-G. We are Damon's dogs. We'll induct him into Damon's dogs. Arf, uh, what we do, rough, rough? Oh, he, he gets it. He knows I'm already. Arf. I'm an ARF guy. Yeah, you're an ARF, arf guy? Arf. That's fine. That's fine. We, we like dig that. it. We respect it. I like that. <laughs> Everybody's got to have their own. I, arf, arf. All dogs have their own bark. That's yeah, for sure. Are, are different all dogs are different yeah that's right but of course but there's uh, only one way to say ski the ski -y. <laughs>
That's right. That's right. See, uh, Patrick. Patrick is going to be a fine. He's going to be a fine replacement for Sean. I'm, I'm not. Le- I'm not letting him go back to Colorado. But uh, we appreciate you guys for checking out the show. Of course, all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our Twitter account for our shows at PHNX underscore Dbacks. Of course, you know we'd like to get into hijinks over there. So make sure to join us over there as well. Uh, we appreciate your guys' time so much. Uh, and remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you watch it with your friends.